Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, another tough battle with a top-tier team in the Western Conference, and the Mavericks come up just a little short, 125-119 to against the Portland Trail Blazers, but I think this is still a team the Mavericks are definitely capable of beating. So, as we get into this game, what we know right off the bat, this is the first game of two games that we play this Portland Toro Blazers team. We played them uh, on Friday, and then we played them again this coming Sunday at 9 o'clock again. So, there is an opportunity for the Mavericks to still split this two-game series with them. Unfortunately, Portland beat us earlier in the season, so we won't own the tiebreaker there. But that's okay. You can't win them all as much as we would like to see our Mavericks beat every team in the Western Conference and just go undefeated the rest of the way. That's not necessarily a reality. We are going to lose some games between now and the rest of the season being over. So this is a team too in Portland. They're, they're, they're just good. They have a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things for their team. When you look at the makeup of their team, they are deep and talented. You got guys like C.J. McCollum, who's able to do what he's able to do out there, along with Cantor. And you got Robert Covington, who plays good defense. So they are no slouch. They they are an absolutely great team. But I tell you what, even with us losing this game, no one can match the greatness of Luka. Luka in this game had 38 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. He was 15 of 27 from the field. And 4 of 13 from the 3-point line in his 38 minutes out there, along with a steal. Yes, we can go back to his 3-point shooting all we want, him being only 4 of 13, and that probably being the biggest reason why the Mavericks probably lost this game, because as his 3-point shot has been on lately, if it was anywhere close to what it's been lately, then we pretty much win this game on Luka shooting alone. But Luka in this game, man, even though we lost... It is so fun to watch what he does out there. The passes that he's able to give, the creativity that he does. He did an insane behind-the-back flick while driving to the basket to Maxi for a three-pointer. And, of course, you know, Maxi did make it, so it made it even that much more better. But it was just impressive to look at. You look at just the things that Luca's able to do, the things he sees out there. He just has a court vision that is unmatched in the league. I'll put him up against any other passer in the league right now. I know there's plenty of other good guys out there who can pass the ball, but Luka just is so creative and can do so many things for this Maverick team. Um, a guy is always going to be open. <laughs> a guy is always going to uh, be in a spot where Luka can find them and put the pass right where it needs to be. So... Luca just does what he does, and obviously he tried to pull this win out for us. He tried to go into takeover mode again late in the game, but with his three-point shooting not being on, unfortunately, this Maverick team does live and die by that three-point shot. That's what really does it for us. We win a lot of games because of it, and we're definitely going to lose the majority of the games that we do end up losing because of the three-point shot. We're just going to take a lot. I know it's frustrating to see sometimes, and I know we can get mad and say, well, if we had a guy in the post, we could just start throwing it down there to him. But 
hey, we don't have that guy right now. And unless we get him in the buyout market, it's not coming to the Mavericks this season because I don't see us making a trade. I definitely don't want us to make a trade to go after any of these other rebounding guys giving up what we have right now on this team. I still think that we are capable. I'm not definitely going to go directly to the mode of, well, we can't beat these guys. Now we need to make a trade because guess what? That's what everybody said after the first, or I should say second Clippers game that, oh, this is just the Mavericks. They're not good enough to compete. And then we come out the very next game and pretty much just handle the Clippers in that one. So I expect kind of the same thing here. Yes, the Portland Trailblazers did win this one, but I expect us to be ready for the next one. And the other guy who's inserted himself back into the starting lineup for the second game now, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. He was 9 of 14 from the field and 7 of 11 from the three-point line in his 40 minutes out there. Tim Hardaway definitely got a bigger run as Dorian Finney-Smith was still out in this game. For those who don't know, Dorian is missing time because he had the birth of his first child. So congratulations, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, stay out as long as you need to to be with your family. Family comes first, and it is important that you be there, especially in the beginning. But Tim Hardaway Jr. is doing a great job in that starting role right now. His shot is definitely falling for him. He is aggressive. He, he does a lot for us. That being said, I kind of want him to go back to the bench row because... In this game, the Mavericks pretty much lost because of the bench production. Carmelo Anthony almost by himself produced as much as our entire bench. And that is what made the difference of the game. And when we're losing by six points and you're just not getting that pop that you're used to getting from your bench. So Tim Hardaway Jr., wow, good in the starting lineup. And Dorian Finney-Smith, who is a guy we know is pretty limited in his offensive abilities. It's still someone I'd kind of like to have in that starting and bringing Tim Hardaway in off the bench. So another guy in the starting lineup who I just had a discussion about this guy uh, kind of during the game um, against Portland where someone was telling me that Maxi isn't really that important and kind of overpaid in the Maverick lineup at the 8 mil that I believe Maxi is getting paid per year. And I adamantly disagreed because Maxi, when he is on and is hitting his shots, really is the difference maker for this Maverick team. When you look at what he did for us tonight, Maxi had 16 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. He was 6 of 9 from the field and 4 of 7 from the three-point line in his 34 minutes, along with a block out there. And that's what Maxi does bring to us. He is 5th or 6th in the league the last time I checked in total three-point percentage. And guess what? At the end of the game, Maxi missed two wide-open three-pointers where the difference in the scoreboard. <laughs> we lost by 6 points and had Maxi hit his two threes late in the fourth quarter because prior to him missing those shots, he actually hadn't missed a shot in the game. So it was a situation where Maxi is a guy who can change so much for us. If he's on and hitting his shots and playing the great defense that he does, it makes us really able to beat anyone. And had he hit those late three-point shots that he had an opportunity to hit, the Mavericks could still possibly either tie or pull out the win in this one. So I know, I know probably people can say that Maxi's not the guy out there, but at 8 mil a year, I consider Maxi an absolute bargain for this Maverick team for everything that he brings to us and what he gave to us against the Portland Trailblazers. Honestly, 
I don't know how much more we expect from him because Maxi isn't a star. He's not a guy that's expected to go out and put up 20 points a game. But guess what? He's giving you close to 15 now with his point production and just overall uh, shooting percentage. So this game was fun to watch on all sides, though, because it was just insane shooting on both sides for the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks. McCullum and uh, Dame both went over 30 points each. Both teams shot extremely well. The Mavericks shot 54% from the field, while the Blazers shot 47. The Mavericks shot a red-hot 45% from the three-point line, while the Blazers shot 47% essentially from the three-point line. And that became what changed this game, was the three-point shooting. Now, this does fall into the category that's a little bit more rare for the Mavericks when you look at the stats and how things played out. The Mavericks were 11-1 and when winning the rebounding battle in games this season. If we win the rebounding battle, we win. That's just the way it usually always works out. But in this one, the Mavericks did actually win the rebounding battle 45-44 to and lost. So now we dropped to 11-2 and when winning the re uh, rebounding battle. So I can understand where people want to make trades and get a guy in who can rebound but i say that we could probably get a guy who can do that for us in the buyout market and can help us that way and as we have just seen and what i just stated if the mavericks win that rebounding battle they can beat anybody this one was a little bit more disappointing because mccullum and Lillard both got hot in the fourth quarter and the mavericks shooting really went cold the final four minutes i want to say we just didn't get enough baskets to fall for us, and, it, and that's what eventually cost us this game. Because the Mavericks, as I said, live and die by the shot. So when it's not on, bad things happen. A guy who did not take as many shots in this game as I would have liked him to is Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis in this game had 11 points and 8 rebounds, almost another double-double with 1 assist. He was only 3 of 11 from the field and 1 of 4 from the three-point line in his 44 minutes out there. But he still contributed two more blocks in this game. And should have had another um, in the third quarter, I believe it was, where they got a rebound and it was right in his face. And uh, they just went right back and laid it up. And I really would have liked to see Porzingis uh, make a better attempt to block the shot. But I, I guess he just doesn't have a second jump. If Porzingis makes that initial jump, he doesn't have a second jump on the defensive end. So I'm just going to go ahead and just... Stop counting on him to do that because if he does get a block, it's just going to be because, be because of his length out there. And it's not going to be because of his great defensive prowess. He just doesn't have that ability. So a little bit more disappointing when it comes to Porzingis and his shooting out there. Again, we're talking about Maxi missing two three-point shots at the end of the game. We're talking about Porzingis not having a very good shooting night as one of the few Mavericks who did. And the Mavericks still lost by just six points. Because even at the end of the game, with all the great things that Tim Hardaway Jr. did do for us, Luka played really, really solid defense on C.J. McCullough at the end to give the Mavericks an opportunity to get the ball back and pull it to within two. And Tim Hardaway Jr. just wasn't able to get the rebound. He jumped too early and ends up going back to Portland and goes in for a three-point shot. And that was pretty much the ball game right there. So a little... Things are what really cost us this game. Shooting at the end, Tim Hardaway Jr. not getting a rebound, and that's what cost us this ball game. So, again, we're capable, more than capable, of beating this Portland team, especially if our guys are just having better overall shooting nights. Josh Richardson, while having a great game for us against the Clippers in this last outing, definitely came back to earth a little bit. 
He only had four points, six rebounds, and one assist. He was two of nine from the field and 0 of two from the three-point line in his 35 minutes out there, but still had another uh, block and a steal in this game. So Richardson is a guy, again, we don't expect him to give us 20 points a game, but we're definitely expecting more than four points a game. And that's what it came down to. Had Porzingis and Richardson just had more of their regular type shooting games, then I think the Mavericks win this one pretty easy. <laughs> for as good as our shooting was, for everything that happened for our Mavericks in this game, the two starters that didn't produce were Porzingis and Richardson. And had they just gave us their regular shooting, I think this game really is in hand. But it didn't happen. You look at the other side, Damian Lillard and CJ McCullough absolutely lit up the scoreboard. McCullough had... 32 points when he was all over with. Lillard had 31. And Carmelo Anthony was their third leading scorer coming off the bench with 18. Um, he's a guy who, in his old age, is still doing it. <laughs> I've never been a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. But I don't disrespect talent. <laughs> I, I, I just can't. You know, Dame Lillard is definitely not my favorite player in this league. Um, but the guy is just insanely talented in what he does out there. And the same can be said about Carmelo Anthony. Say what you want about him. Talk about whatever negative that you want. The guy can flat out score, and he just continues to move up the all-time scoring charts. Um, as long as he doesn't pass Dirk, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> climb, make your climb, Carmelo. Do what you do, man. You were always a natural scorer in this league, and uh, you're still capable of doing it now. So when we do look at the bench battle, as I'm talking about Carmelo in this game, Gary Trent Jr., Rodney Hood, and little that they had on their team combined for 16 points and when you look at what the Mavericks bench did Trey Burke only had 10 points and two rebounds Jalen Brunson only played 14 minutes and had nine points and one rebound um, Dwight Powell got some playing time out there today he had 11 minutes played in this one and only got two rebounds so not much production there but there is one guy who helped us I think a lot against the LA Clippers uh, really helped us in this game too when we established a lead in the third quarter, second uh, second quarter, and that's Wessel Wundu. Wessel Wundu is a guy who we all know we have zero expectations for him and what he's going to give to this Maverick team, but he is a hustler out there. He creates extra possessions and is able to finish around the rim as well. Wessel Wundu had six points, two rebounds, and two assists in this game. He was two of two from the field in his 18 minutes along with a steal. And I just want to say he gave a lot of hustle. He is a guy that you actually notice when he's out there on the court. Even though he doesn't give you huge numbers, he gives you just enough on the defensive end and just hustle on the offensive side to give you second shot opportunities to be a guy who can really help this Maverick team. I'm not saying he's going to go and, uh, you know, start putting up a lot of points and getting a lot of minutes in Carlisle's system. But I will say this, now him going out and putting out this kind of production two games in a row, it's definitely going to give Carlisle a bit more confidence in him moving forward. So what's the one do is a guy who maybe can give us just some spot minutes here and there and really help this Maverick team. But when we look at this big picture wise after this game, yes, it's disappointing. I'm not going to uh, upsetting or uh, a game where this shows the Mavericks can't compete and now we need to go make a trade. It's none of those things for me. For me, it's a matter of we had a couple guys who had off nights and I think we're okay moving forward. 
this was uh, a game that I really wanted just because I wanted to make that jump a little bit quicker up the Western Conference standings. And had we been able to take both of these games from them, we would jump up a lot more quickly. But hey, it happens. We lost against a good team. We now sit at 21-19, and 19, and they're still right there. The bad thing is, is after this loss, we draw within one game of the Warriors, who are now in the ninth seed at 22-20. and 20. So we got to definitely start to rattle off some more wins here for ourselves because now the Clippers sit at 24-16 and 16 in the fourth spot in the West, and that's pretty much what all the team's record are in front of us. You got the Clippers at 26-16, and 16, the Nuggets at 25-16, and 16, the, Blaz the Blazers now at 25 and 16, and the Houston, um, I'm sorry, the San Antonio Spurs at 22 and 16. So we're about three games out now from uh, the fourth seed, fifth seed, or any other movement other than the eighth spot where we currently sit. So uh, I, this game that we have coming up against the Portland team again on Sunday is pretty big for us now. Losing this one, disappointing, but. We can still learn from it, and we do have the best coach in the league in Rick Carlisle, so I think he's going to have us ready, and the Mavericks will take the win on Sunday. So, disappointing, we get it, but let's not turn on our team yet, Mavs fans. Let's get excited and rally behind them for another victory coming on Sunday. Because when you look at it, there's still a lot ahead of this Maverick team to look forward to. After we play this Portland team on Sunday, we move on to play Minnesota, the Pacers, New Orleans, and Oklahoma. All four of those teams, we are definitely capable of beating. So I think this Portland game is really important to just giving us that little bit of confidence and momentum as we move on to the rest of uh, the teams that we play here within the next week and give our sense, uh, ourselves a chance to move up in the standings because it is important. I think we need to be about the fifth seed, the fifth seed to make sure we stay out of that play-in tournament. I think it's important for us to to get, at least get there, and I think we will. So I'm not too concerned about this game. This was just an offensive battle. When you look at what both teams did, it was insane offense, and um, you know they got the best of us. So tip your hat. Tip your hat to the shooting that they were able to do, and let's get ready for the next one. So that's it for today's episode, Mavs fans. A disappointing loss, but we'll be right back on track, and I fully expect us, and I will predict we will win this next matchup with the Portland Trailblazers on Sunday. So I hope you enjoyed what you heard in today's episode. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. Don't forget that Instagram, and I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.